0: What's going on, everyone? My name is Andy. Welcome back to another FPL video, and this one it's transfer tips for game week 13. So I'm going to go through some of the popular players being moved in and out of our squads and discuss whether they are good moves or not. So if you enjoyed the video, make sure to give it a like. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Also, make sure to check out Fancy Football Hub. All the links you need are in the description below. They still have 30% off at the moment, but for Black Friday they've also added a 30-day free trial. So you can sign up, spend 30 days getting used to the tools and decide whether you want to keep that membership or not if you do happy days if you don't you can just cancel it so if you want to get signed up for that links in the description below otherwise let's jump into it all right, let's start with Matoma. Nearly he 200,000 transfers out already this week. I think people are a little bit frustrated because he didn't start the game in game week 12, one of the best fixtures of the season against Sheffield United at home. And now he's flagged after getting injured during the international break. Now, we don't know whether he's definitely going to miss game week 13 or not, but Andy Naylor, who covers Brighton for the Athletic, tweeted yesterday to say that he is likely to miss it so that is a bit of a worry if he does miss that game that's obviously Nottingham forest away after that the fixtures there's some okay ones in there for brighton and some more difficult ones so in game week 14 it's chelsea away then they got back-to-back home games against brentford and bernie which i wouldn't be too concerned about and then it's arsenal away in game week 17 which is obviously a little bit tougher as well plus they play in blank game week 18 which is crystal palace away so i think in general without the injury Matoma would be one of those players where he's not a must keep like you don't have to hold on to him there are other players you could go to instead But he's not a must-sell either. But if he is going to miss that game and then run straight into Chelsea away, there are probably better options out there. So we'll have to keep an eye on news. Uh, De is usually pretty good at telling us whether players are going to feature or not. I guess the other thing to worry about is potential rotation down the line as well. So he's not started two games this season. Both of them were pretty good home games. So Bournemouth at home and Sheffield United at home. And if you look at the fixtures that Brighton have coming up, it's Forest on Saturday then they got a Europa League game on Thursday then it's Chelsea away on the Sunday. Now, I think if he's fit, he probably would start all of those games. The one that would maybe concern me is obviously Burnley at home, which is the best fixture they've got over the next five game weeks because it uh, comes before Europa League game. Now to be fair, that Burnley game is on the 9th and the Europa League game is on the 14th. That's more than enough time to recover. And usually it'd be the Arsenal game that you'd be more worried about. But because that's a difficult fixture, you'd probably expect him to play. So is there a slight chance that he misses that Burnley game if he's fit? I guess yes, but I think because of the recovery time afterwards, he'll probably be okay. But remember that game weeks 14, 15, and 16 are quite close together. So you can see the Chelsea game is on the 3rd, the Brentford game is on the 6th, then the Burnley game is on the ninth. So there is a chance he's going to miss one of those games. And I think that's my... Main worry with Brighton players at the moment. At the start of the season, I told myself I'm not going to get sucked into Man City players who are going to get rotated. And as it happens, players like Alvarez and Foden have actually seen really good minutes this season. It's Brighton where we're not completely sure whether they're going to start games, how many minutes they're going to get, Europa League rotation. And I just feel like, although I don't think Matoma is a must sell, once he's gone, I don't know when I would look to get him back. I think the fixtures would have to be clear and there'd have to be no. European um, kind of games coming up. In terms of replacements, the obvious one to go to, I think, if you don't already own him, is in Burmo. I've talked about that a lot ever since I wildcard in game week 10. I knew that I was going to get him back from Atoma. The idea was to get him back in game week 14 because they got Luton at home that week, then Brighton away, Sheffield United away, Villa at home before the blank in 18. But I'm more than happy to bring him in in game week 13. So that's the obvious pick, I would say. Jared Bowen is someone we're going to talk about in a little bit. So I won't go into too much detail now. But if he's fit, he is someone else that I would look at. He's quite a bit more money. He's 7.7 million. But for someone that, when fit, is always going to start and play 90 minutes, that is pretty handy over the Christmas period. So I'd definitely look at him. Otherwise... It really comes down to how much money you've got to spend, right? So Matoma is £6.6 I think. Some of you would have probably bought him a little bit cheaper than that. If we go to £7 or below, you've got Diaby. Again, a player where I don't think you need to be in a rush to sell him, but I'm not sure it's the right time to buy him because over the next four games, they've got to play all of Spurs, Man City and Arsenal. Now, playing Spurs away at the moment with no Van de Ven and Romero is maybe a little bit easier, but on paper, I don't particularly like those three of the next four fixtures. Douglas Luiz, not going there. Uh, Sterling is definitely an option because Chelsea's fixtures are about to turn. I think he's pretty much nailed on in that um, start at 11. Like, he might miss a game over Christmas just because everyone is kind of susceptible for that happening. But the fixtures are pretty good for Chelsea, especially starting from game week 14. Um, And then you've got players like Gordon, although I don't think many people want to buy him right now. People are probably more likely to sell. Ward Prowse could be okay. I think I would be going straight to someone like Inbermo. Um... Bowen, maybe Sterling as a punt, or even Cole Palmer if you want to save a bit of money as well, because he's a lot cheaper than Sterling. But for me, Matoma, if he's out for Game Week 13, will definitely be sold. Do you have to sell him if you've got a bench? No. But I'll just be a little bit worried that kind of benching could happen again sooner rather than later, especially with the fixture congestion between game weeks 14 to 16. So as I've already mentioned him let's talk about Jarrod Bowen next one of the most popular transfers in so far this week nearly 300,000 new owners so this is probably a good time to say that he did pull out of the England squad for the second match during the international break with injury but it's also worth saying that match didn't really have anything riding on it for England they were already qualified for the Euros in first place the result of that match wouldn't have changed anything, so I suspect that Bowen will be absolutely fine long term. He'll probably be fine for game week 13 as well. But if you haven't already transferred him in, make sure you wait to hear from David Moyes before you make that transfer. And if you've already got him and you bought him in during the international break, I guess it's another example of the risk you take sometimes by making early transfers. But I'm sure you're going to be fine, so don't panic just yet. Let's assume that he's going to be fit for game week 13. Is he a good option? I think the answer has to be yes obviously because he's been delivering pretty consistent FPL points his price has started to creep up he's getting closer to that eight million pound mark but if you've got the money and the spare slot in your midfield I can't really see any reason not to go for him next five fixtures Bernie away in 13 Palace at home in 14 Spurs away in 15 now I think or sorry but the time West Ham plays Spurs Romero will be back so as long as everyone's fit, they're going to have you Doggy, Romero, and Pori. They're only going to be missing Van de Ven. But that is a big miss. I don't think it suddenly makes Spurs away an easy fixture, but it's definitely not as bad as it looked a few weeks ago. Then you've got Fulham away in 16 and Wolves at home in 17. So overall, for the next five game weeks, the fixtures are pretty good for West Ham. Bowen's individual underlying numbers are decent as well. 0.42 expected goals per 90, 0.11 expected assists. But not only that, I've talked a lot about that Period between games 14 to 16, where the matches come in quick succession. If Bowen is fit, he'll start all of them, and he'll probably play 90 minutes in each match as well. And then when you get closer to Christmas, and you've got those matches over Boxing Day, just before New Year's as well, he's going to start all those games if fit too. So I think for that reason, that is, it's almost like he's better now than he would be at other stages of the season. Like he's always going to be a good option, but I think over this December period where there are more games, having someone like that you can rely on is really ha- handy, I would say, for FPL, right? And if you look later than the Man United at home game in uh, game week 18, they then got Arsenal away in game week 90, which is a bit trickier, but then it's Brighton at home, Sheffield United away, Bournemouth at home. The fixtures from now all the way till 22 for a player you know is going to start every week and play 90 minutes are just looking really good. So overall, I think Bowen's a proper, decent option. I guess... I don't think he's essential or anything like that, and I think people are starting to talk about him for captaincy, like for Burnley away, because Haaland's playing against Liverpool, Salah's playing against City. I'm not sure I'm quite there with captaincy, um, but overall as an option, definitely good. I guess it just depends whose place he's going to take in the midfield. So for me, I've got Salah, Son, Saka, Palmer, and Matoma. I don't have any money to upgrade Matoma or Palmer, so I would have to sell Son or Saka, and I just don't think I want to do that. So I'm probably not going to go for Bowen, even though... I think he looks like a great option, or at least it's not on my mind this week or next week probably. But for someone else who's maybe starting fresh, maybe they don't have Bowen or Saka, or they don't have Bowen or Son, I think there is a case to be made to take the cheaper option, just have that money to spend elsewhere. I mean, to be fair, with Saka and Son, you've also got players that are pretty much going to start every single game as well. So maybe that's not quite a fair comparison, but I think Bowen will hold his own. With those numbers over these next few fixtures. So, yeah, it all comes down to how your your team is set up. I'd love to have him in that midfield, but I, I don't really want to sell any of those players apart from Atoma, and I really want him Burmo, so he just doesn't fit in for me. And sometimes that happens in FPL So, yeah, he's going to be one of those that every single week that I don't own, I'm going to be worried that he does damage with the fixtures, his minutes, and stuff like that. But I'm probably not going to be able to buy him. But for everyone else, like I said, if you've got the money, you got that slot. Great option, as long as he's fit. So wait till you hear from David Moyes. So with only one return in his last five game weeks, people are starting to think about selling Matty Cash. He's had only 63,000 trances out this week. And my general opinion of him from an FPL point of view, and I do own him, is that because of the fixtures... He's expendable. That doesn't mean he suddenly becomes your number one priority to sell. That doesn't mean you've got to sell him for a hit or anything like that. But if you've got the spare transfer and your defence is looking a little bit dodgy, I think with the matches they've got coming up, he is someone that you could consider selling. Now, he is still putting up pretty good underlying numbers 0.3 expected goals per 90 over the season, 0.11 expected assists. And even if you look a bit more recently, Uh, Against Fulham, he put up 0.16 expected goals. Against Forest, it was 0.15. Back in the Wolves game in Game Week 8, it was 0.23. He put up 0.32 expected assists against Luton. So he is putting up good numbers. And that's great, right? We want defenders that are also able to get us attacking returns. But you need to be able to get clean sheets as well. And I don't really see too many on the horizon for Aston Villa. Spurs away this week. Yes, they haven't got Madison, They haven't got Van de Ven or Romero. But I think they're fully capable of scoring at least one goal against Aston Villa at home. The next best game over the next four games is probably in game week 14 Bournemouth away. But I don't think that's particularly easy to get a clean sheet either. They got Man City at home, Arsenal at home. Definitely not great. And then got Brentford away against the Mighty and Burmo. So I think over the next five game weeks, what's the maximum amount clean sheets you're expecting? Two, I think, if you get lucky, one is probably, I would almost say it's probably best case. So that is why I think he's someone that you can get rid of if you've got the spare transfer and you need a defender. But it all comes down to who you already own, right? The number one... Player I think a lot of people will be looking at this week is Saliba and I'm going to discuss him later on and that's a fair enough move because I think the next three game weeks Arsenal clean sheet uh, chances are better but if your defence is already well set up this week and you can bench Matty Cash then you've got him for Bournemouth away in game week 14. And then you probably just reassess for game week 15 onwards. And that is basically my plan. If you look at the kind of defence I've got this week. I've already got Saliba in place, So I am maybe in a bit of a different position to some people. But I've got Gay, Gabrielle, and Saliba. I'm more than happy to play them. So I can bench cash this week. Play them against Bournemouth. And then decide what to do from game week 15 onwards. And I think at that point the options kind of open up to who you might want to buy because as we've discussed already uh, during the break there's not a huge amount of good defensive fixtures this week from teams that you'd actually want to buy defenders from so I think when you get to game week 15 you could still maybe look at Arsenal defenders but you could look at Pedro Porro as well you can start looking at Chelsea defenders because their fixtures are going to turn so that is why I kind of say that he is expendable you can sell him But he's not someone you need to go out of your way to sell. So yeah, I think 63,000 people are not making a mistake this week. I don't see a clean sheet in many of the upcoming game weeks. Yes, he's got Sheffield United at home in game week 18. And that is probably the best fixture that week, especially with uh, Brentford and Man City blanking. But I don't think it's good enough to warrant holding him for the next five game weeks where I just don't see a huge amount of points on the horizon. So yeah, if you've sold him, I think that's fair enough. If you're going to keep him, that's also fair enough. Just reassess later on. Alright, let's talk about Saliba next. Just over 230,000 transfers in so far this week, and I think if you need a new defender in game week 13, he's arguably the best option to go for. Obviously, you've got players like Trent and Trippier, which offer a bit more attacking threat, but Trent has got Man City away. And unless you've got the money to go straight from one of your defenders to Trippier, it's probably not worth the surgery to get him into your team. Like Newcastle have got Chelsea at home, Man United at home, Everton away and Spurs away over the next four game weeks. If I had Trippier, I would not be panicking. But I don't think he requires minus fours and minus eights to bring in at this point. So I think for 5.4 million, you've got a defender that plays for one of the best defences in the league with Brentford away, Wolves at home and Luton away over the next three game weeks. So for 5.4 million, I really like him. If you've got no Arsenal defender yet, then you can get Gabriel for 0.6 million more. But as we've seen, Arteta does look prepared to rest him at times. Whereas with Saliba, I'm not sure that's going to happen as much. He's definitely the most nailed Arsenal defender. And if you've got that extra money, he probably is worth just paying for. I think he's an interesting one though, because if you don't buy him this week, the good fixtures for clean sheets are going to start to run out. So Brentford away, look, it's not great, I don't think, but it is because of the way the fixtures are in game week 13, it is one of the better options to go for. Wolves at home is pretty good, and Luton away is pretty decent as well in game week 15. But then they run into Villa away, Brighton at home, uh, yeah, Villa away, Brighton at home, Liverpool away. I don't think any of those three matches are that easy to get a clean sheet in. So if you don't buy Saliba this week, you're arguably only then getting two good fixtures in the next five. So the longer you leave it, the worse of an option he becomes. The only thing I would say is because the Arsenal defence is so good, and because you're probably going to want one of their defenders long-term, I don't mind that he's got those three trickier fixtures. Like, could they get one clean sheet from Villa away, Brighton at home, Liverpool away? I think the defence is good enough where it could happen if things go right for them. And if we look kind of longer term than that, after that um, Liverpool game, they've got West Ham at home, Fulham away, Crystal Palace at home, and Forest away. So things start to look a lot better. So I think given that the Arsenal defence is so good, and he looks completely nailed on. Like, I'm not saying he can't be rested, but I don't think it's likely to happen that often. I think he's a really good option to go for this week, even though the fixture on paper doesn't look great. If you want to wait till game week 14, absolutely fine. But if you're looking to sell someone like Matty Cash, which obviously some of you are, as we just discussed, then I think Saliba's a good option to bring in. I do think he's worth that 5.4 million over someone like Gabriel. If you're stuck for Cash, then I think it's perfectly reasonable to take that risk on Gabriel. But there is a chance at some point he does get rested again. So, yeah, I own Saliba. I think he's a really good option. Yes, there's some tougher fixtures coming up. But if you look at him as a long term pick, he's proper decent. So, Cole Palmer, is he actually a good option or is he just being propped up with penalties? Of which he's scored four in the last six matches for Chelsea in the league, which is a bit ridiculous. But in that time, he's also provided three assists. So, if I said to you, you can get a 5.2 million Chelsea attacker. over the next six game weeks there's a chance he'll get you three attack and returns you'd probably say that was pretty good value so I think there's two ways to look at it right is he going to keep getting this level of attack and returns that we've seen over the last few weeks almost certainly not they're not going to get four penalties in every six matches right we can all agree on that so from that perspective the amount of returns and points are probably going to go down But is he still good value at 5.2 million? I think the answer is absolutely yes. His underlying numbers are pretty decent. So even if you take penalties out of the equation, he's still running at 0.23 expected goals per 19, 0.27 expected assists. The fixtures coming up are pretty good for Chelsea. It's Newcastle away this week. Again, I think that's a bit like the Spurs fixture I spoke about with Jared Bowen. Is Newcastle away now suddenly really easy? Absolutely not. But it's probably a little bit easier than it looked a few weeks ago, given all the injuries that they've got. And then from 14, you've got Brighton at home. No clean sheet so far this season. Man United away, which may or may not be tough. We'll have to wait until we get to that game. But I don't think Chelsea would be worried about playing Man United. Then it's Everton away in 16. Sheffield United at home in 17. Wolves away in game week 18. So the fixtures are pretty good. And his underlying numbers without penalties are decent. But then you've got penalties on top of that as a bonus. And of course, like I said, they're not going to get four in every six matches. But could they get one over these next six games? Absolutely. And his record is pretty good. He scored four and four for Chelsea this season. And his total record over his career is actually eight and eight. Now, to be fair, the previous four penalties were all in uh, under-18 Premier League games. So not quite the level of pressure, I guess, is in the Premier League. But he's still got a pretty good conversion rate. The only thing, I guess, to discuss or maybe worry about are his minutes in the long term once Nkunku is back and also whether or not he'll keep penalties now I've spoken about this already I think it's a situation that he will probably keep them because of his record so far when you've scored four and four you've got to ask yourself why would you take him off penalties I think Nkunku's got a great record as well but I think Palmer will be given a chance to keep them I don't know that of course I'm just guessing but that's what I think will happen but I think if he misses then they'll probably go to someone else. I don't think it'll be a situation like with Kane or Salah where they miss, and then they get to keep taking them anyway. So I think the penalties would be okay for now. In terms of his minutes, I've tried discussing this on Twitter, uh, and people... I mean a lot look, maybe I am wrong. I don't think his minutes are as guaranteed once Nkunku is back. I know he's been great, right? And so you assume that he'll keep his place, but I think there's a lot of fixtures coming up. There's probably going to be rotation anyway. And there's lots of other players in that Chelsea team that are great too. And you've got to think about who Pochettino is going to take out to bring Nkunku in for. Now it could be that he plays him as number nine, but he didn't do that often during pre season. And I think the profile of Nkunku is different to Jackson. So although you might look at it and think, well, Jackson's not very good, he offers something maybe a bit different as a number nine. So Nkunku could play off him as the number 10, but that means that one of um, Gallagher, Enzo Fernandez, or Caicedo has to miss out because that's the midfield three he uses quite a lot. Or Nkunku could play off the left. That means Sterling misses out. I think Sterling's pretty much nailed. Or Sterling can move to the right. Which means Palmer misses out. Palmer could move to the middle. But then you've got that same conversation about that number 10 position. And I think Caicedo and Fernandez as the two looks great. So you could take Gallagher out. But again, Gallagher offers something a little bit different, right? He's like an energizer bunny. He's just all go the whole 90 minutes. And that causes problems for the opposition in itself. So I don't think it's as easy as saying Cole Palmer is absolutely nailed to start every single game. I think there is a risk to his minutes. And I, I don't mean. That he's just going to be benched for all six games not at all right but there might be the odd benching or he might start coming off a little bit earlier than he has so do i think he's as good an option minutes wise now or sorry coming up when kunku's back as he has been over the last six no Do i think that makes him a bad fpl option absolutely not he's only 5.2 million and there is a great chance he'll keep penalties and he's got good underlying numbers and also chelsea look like they're on the upper bit as well and with the fixtures they've got coming up, they will continue to score goals. So I think he's someone that you can definitely look at. Again, it all comes down to how your midfield is structured, because you might not need someone that cheap. I have got him because I didn't have the money to get Salah, Haaland, Watkins, Saka and Son as well. You might not have one of those pays. You might have more money to go around, so you don't need someone like Palmer. But if you want an enabler in midfield, even though he's gone up a little bit in price, he still looks like a great option. So as you can tell, I really like him. I think, yes, the returns are not going to continue as they have done, but I think there'll be enough to warrant his place in our sides. Do I think he's a little bit at risk for minutes going forward? Possibly. But again, not enough to make him a bad FPL option. And given how well he's played... I'm sure he will start the majority of games anyway. So yeah, Cole Palmer looks decent. If you've enjoyed that video, make sure to give it a like and hit that subscribe button. Make sure to check out Fantasy Football Hub as well. Links in the description below. They got 30% off at the moment and a 30-day free trial. So you can't say fairer than that. Make sure to check that out. Links in the description below. Otherwise, I'll catch you again tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network.